0: Hello everyone, it's Tim Hinton, the Beast of the Marching Arts. Welcome to BOA Today. It's the week of Grand Nationals. We have some great interviews for you, sharing tips on how to prepare your students for their first performance at Grand Nationals. We'll talk to a director taking his band to Grand Nationals for the very first time. And we'll meet another director who took his band just last year and is excited to be going back again this week. We'll also catch back up with two directors we spoke with earlier this season, Mac Purdy of Pinecrest Academy Cadence and Grant Knox of Sienega High School, all on this episode of BOA Today.
1: The Marching Roundtable presents BOA Today, a special podcast created to take you behind the scenes and up close to the great performances, interesting stories, and fascinating people that make bands of America so exciting. The Marching Roundtable is proud to be an official media partner of Music for All. This podcast series is sponsored by Fred J. Miller Incorporated, found at fjminc.com slash roundtable. That's fjminc.com slash roundtable.
0: Hey, everybody. It's Tim Hitton. I'm talking with Alex Rector. How are you, Alex? I'm doing well, Tim. How are you? I'm great. So Grand Nationals is one week away from when we're talking right now, everybody. So, Alex, expl- tell everybody who you are and uh, who you work with and all that stuff.
2: So I'm Alex Rector. I'm the director of bands at Hardin Valley Academy in Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, and I've been the head director there since the fall of 2015. And this is, I guess, my 12th year uh, with the program overall. So we're just making that final push, kind of getting those last minute preparations uh, in order and, and excited to get on the road next week.
0: Absolutely. So, um,
2: you you have
0: taken your program to lots of BOA events and to Grand Nationals before. Let's talk about that. What's the context for this trip?s and And how recently have you been?
2: So this will be our fourth time attending Grand Nationals overall. We went last year in 2021, uh, and then we also have been in 2016 and 2018. Um, and especially last year, we had a little bit um, better competitive result than what we'd had in the past. We're kind of right on the cusp of being a semifinalist. So. You know, we would love to get an opportunity to, to perform twice in Indy this year. Um, we went to a couple regionals last fall. We just went to the Jacksonville Regional uh, this past Saturday. seems further away than that now, but just this past <laughs> Saturday at the end of October. Um, and we were fortunate to be a finalist there. We were eighth in finals, and that was a really, really great show and a lot of really great bands. So Congrats. we were super proud of that, and, and that, thank you. Uh, and that was that's kind of a good springboard, hopefully, for our, our last couple weeks going into Grand Nationals next week.
0: That's really interesting that you you had, you were so, you did so well last year. You were so close to, to making it to semi. So that's been part of the motivation for um, heading back this year. That's very exciting. What are you most in, looking forward to um, as you head into this next week and you're heading up to Indy?
2: Um, I think just seeing the kids going through that experience and, and all of the, you know, the, the great experiences that they have up there, you know, I said, I said that to folks since we went the first time in 2016 that, you know, we've, we've been fortunate to be in some big venues, whether it's, uh, you know, marching band, concert band, indoor groups. And there's just something about that particular venue uh, that the, the kids' eyes light up a little bit more and get a little bit bigger than what they would normally do for even some other, uh, you know, large regionals and things that we've been to. So excited to see them experience that, especially those of them who are first-year members this year who didn't get to experience that with us last year. Um, and typically in the past, we've gone every other year to Grand National since we started in 2016, but then COVID kind of threw off the timing of that. So it also will be exciting because this will be the first time that the majority of our performers will have been there once um, uh, and have that experience, know the venue, know the setting. Um, so excited about that and for them just to get to see all those other amazing bands, you know, stay and watch Grand National Finals, which is always one of their favorite parts of the trip. Um, And just hoping to have their, you know, their best performance of the year next Friday at 6 p.m. And then the rest of it obviously is kind of out of our control. So we'll try to do the best we can to have that happen and, and enjoy our experience up there and see what happens from there.
0: Absolutely. you know. Now, you're in a position to be able to give a lot of really helpful advice. So let's talk about this, Alex. You talked about the intimidation factor. You walk out on that field. You're in Lucas Oil. It's, I mean, I've had that experience of stepping out, and it's sort of like, oh, wow. like some, Somehow the colors seem a little sharper and brighter than they ought to be. I don't know what it is about that experience. So how do you prepare your students so that they can still focus and have that great show, particularly if it's their first time? What do, how do you do that?
2: Yeah, it's a great question. So we try to, as much as we as we possibly can, remove all of the unknowns, right? So uh, practicing the setup process, practicing the teardown process, describing the venue, giving them some of those, um, you know, I guess, key features like we talk about the O in oil for where the press box is and, and just those kind of little things. Um, and then one thing that I don't think we've always done this at, at big events, but I've tried to to be more consistent about it recently, and I think it's really helped, is trying to get the the students in the venue before they perform in it, even if it's just for 15 minutes, you know, to kind of walk through and and get a feel for the space. You know, I know we did that this past weekend uh, when we were in Jacksonville, which is also a pretty big, pretty awesome venue to perform in. Um, That seems to help, you know, just having If nothing else, that real-life image of, okay, I'm standing in the space. This is where I'm going to be. That's the tunnel I'm going to come in from. That's the tunnel I'm going to exit from. Um, So that's helped out a lot. And then, obviously, I do think, you know, over the years, as we've gone a few different times, having some students who have been there to kind of put other students at ease and be able to explain, here's how we're going to get from the convention center to warm up to the tunnel to the stadium um, certainly doesn't hurt. But we try to give them as many – as much of a heads up as we can about all of those little things. So that hopefully when they go in there, um, they're as comfortable as possible. Well,
0: I got to tell you, Alex, you have hit upon one of the things that I love, 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 and that is you've talked about letting them have an experience of being in the venue before they actually end up on the field themselves. I think that is like hugely, hugely helpful at any time, at any contest of any group, any of any kind, going anywhere. Let them watch another group perform. Let them see the process, see what the venue looks like. I think that's incredibly helpful and smart. So I love that you just said that part and that you mentioned that. Um, You do a lot of Bands of America events. Why do you choose these events for your band?
3: So
2: one of our, um, I guess, foundational values uh, is we we feel like if we are seeing and competing with the best out there, that we're kind of holding ourselves to the highest standard and, and hopefully encouraging our students to really push themselves to be the best they can possibly be within their own program. Um, And we feel like, you know, for us, BOA is is the way to do that. You know, we have some great events locally that we can attend and some great bands in our area, of course, but to be able to see just that absolute top of the activity um, has been huge for our program. And and we like to think has given us kind of an accurate barometer of of where we are. Um, And so that's, that's always been a great thing for us. And just seeing, you know, that level. And then, you know, the, the organizational factor of of BOA, you know, the staff there does a fantastic job. And, and you, you know going in that you're going to get a great experience where everything's really well organized and smooth. And, you know, you're always going to have those things the day of the show that, that make it a little stressful or make it a little bit busy. But they do a great job of, of preparing everyone in advance so you can try to eliminate as much of those as you possibly can and, and um, smooth performance experience.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And everybody, I would recommend that you go to the March around YouTube channel and find the conversation I have with the BOA contest director. And they talk about all the things that they do and how hard they work to try to take the stress away from the students. They know it's very organized. There's a countdown. It's all timed out. That organization, I think, really does put students at ease and students and directors and staff, too, of course. So, Alex, um, good luck to Hardin Valley Academy. This week, we'll all be watching for you at Grand Nationals. I appreciate you taking time to talk to me. I'm sure you're going to have a great, great experience. Best of luck to you and your students.
2: Thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me. And we are, uh, we're just really looking forward to getting on the road next week and, and hopefully having a great, uh, great final performance and culmination to all the work that the kids have put into this point, for
0: sure. Absolutely. Well, best of luck to you. Hope you have a great, great week. Thank you. I want to encourage you to watch the video version of this BOA Today podcast, which includes exclusive videos where we take you behind the scenes with BOA event staff member Brandon Gray. Watch Brandon interact with bands in the lot, in the tunnel heading onto the field, and setting up for retreat. Find the video version of BOA Today on the Marching Roundtable YouTube channel. Up next, I talk with Brian Myers of Green Level High School who's taking his band to Grand Nationals for the first time. Hey, everybody, it's Tim, and I'm here with Brian Myers from Green Level High School. Brian, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing really, really well. So thank you for taking time the week before Grand Nationals. I can't believe I'm asking for a few minutes of your time. at you. such a busy time. Tell us about um, yourself and where you are and about your school.
1: All
3: right. Um, my name is Brian Myers. I, um, I am privileged to be the band director at Green Level High School. It is the newest high school in Cary, North Carolina. Uh, so we now this is the fourth high school in the Cary city limit. So, um, of course, we are uh, we have great friends and very successful historic programs like um, Green Hope and Panther Creek and Cary. Um, and so we, uh, the care, uh, green level opened in 2019 to, um, relieve some of the, um, capacity, uh, that, that, our friends were, were experiencing at Panther Creek and Green Hope, especially. So, um, we opened in 2019 with freshmen and sophomores. Uh, and so last year, uh, was our first year with a full enrollment grades nine through 12. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, I actually came from, uh, Green Hope most recently. So, um, but that was where I was spent the bulk of my career so far. And then I, I was um, asked to come over across the street, essentially, <laughs> to where is, which is where Green Level is, um, to, to open Green Level in 2019.
0: So the high schools are that close together?
3: We have... Um, Pretty much within a 10 square mile radius, all four of the Cary high schools, um, especially Panther Creek and Green Hope and Green Level, kind of create this triangle in, in geography. Um, so they're all really within five miles of each other, I would imagine.
0: So, when you're, you're an area with such successful programs and all that history, does that give you some uh, special stresses to try to make sure things go well?
3: For sure. Uh, for sure. Um, so fortunately, I've been uh, in Kerry for a while, so I, I kind of understand um, the tradition. And as you say, the, the expectation is certainly there. But um, in a way, that's that's also a great thing because uh, the the parents and the students are very motivated to continue that tradition. Um, so, you know, they when they knew that they were um, the students that I taught um and still teach um when they knew that they were coming to a new high school they had high expectations for the band program to to be to continue the success that our our neighbors were experiencing and so you know we we got that support from the community and that that energy that we still feel so um it's certainly positive and negative but i think right now we're feeling the momentum in a positive way
0: that's fantastic so is this the first time that you've taken green level to grand nationals
3: yes yes it is. we um wanted to uh we had a plan i guess it was a three-year plan to to, to begin bands of america events last year um and um, you know <laughs> the world happened and um, and our county specifically um, put uh travel restrictions so we had uh, we had actually actually registered for regionals last year two of them, Um, And we're not able to travel, so this was our plan to go to to Grand Nationals this year, especially because we weren't able to travel a lot last year. I I saw the seniors and saw that they were excited. The rising seniors at that time, and I was like, "All right, we're going big. Let's do it!" And so it was our first time. We're very excited.
0: So, how has that been for taking having a brand new program, first time going to this sort of level of competition? How's it been going so far this season?
3: It's going well. I. You know, one thing that's a challenge for us is because we're still very young. You know, um, so we're we're creating a lot from um, from a, a, from students, kind of explaining what the experience is and explaining what these caliber the, of the groups that we're going to see in Indianapolis are. But until they actually experience them firsthand, um, it's it doesn't mean as much. You know, of course. So um, it's it's been going really well. Like I said, the energy is there, and the they know that it's it's a very cool thing and an honor to be able to go um, but they don't know the gravity of that situation until they're actually in lucas oil and they're they're watching these groups perform and of course they go through the tunnel themselves um so it's all just ex- explaining it what it's going to be like um so we're we have that that carrot dangling at the end of the line but uh but uh, until we actually get there i think that they're they're they don't really know what it's was going to be like
0: well, and I've had many conversations over the years with directors of all sorts of groups talking about once they're there and they see it, how that expands the program, the students suddenly understand what's possible. I'm sure that's part of your thinking.
3: Yeah. And really, I mean, really one of the main reasons that we're going is for that exact reason. I, I remember the very first time I took a group to to Indianapolis and um, and and that was – kind of the kickstart to the program the the students were they realized that that was we, we wanted to to be visible on national stage and we wanted to perform in those types of arenas and um, and that was what what motivated um, the rest of the the students this is an investment and then the long game you know wanting our our students to realize um, what the potential and the opportunities are um, to go out there and, and really be perform with the best groups in the country you know
0: have you had experiences at any regionals so far this year?
3: We performed uh, our first regional uh, at the Carolina Regional, in salem uh, That was on uh, October 15th.
0: So tell us about that. How did that go? How did your students feel about that?
3: You know, we, uh, when we were going into it, um, knowing that most of our students were were in the marching band last year. We have, um, I guess, about 50 new people who weren't here with us last year. But knowing, we said, when we were going into 2021, it's like, we're, we're doing these BOA regionals and explaining what that was. And then feeling the disappointment of that being taken away. Um, a lot of the students were very, very hungry for, for that experience. And so we went into the season saying, you know, we're, yes, we're going to Grand Nationals, but we also have this really cool opportunity in our neighborhood, you know, in our in our state to, to have a regional. And I, I love the care the, the, to have the regional at Wake Forest, such a great place to play. Um, and so knowing that um, I've been a group before, um, you know, we really built it up. Um, and so they realized that it was a really cool opportunity um, to, to see other groups again to perform in this really cool space um, because they have never performed in anything other than a high school stadium, you know. So to be in in a in a college stadium on the turf, it was like their first time feeling turf. Uh, you know, we got on the um, for performance, and I was all right. Take a second. You got, this feels different. You know, this, this is a, a turf feel. You know, um, and so they they knew that it was a really cool opportunity, and um, and we had a we had a really great day. It was it was a positive experience all the way around.
0: So, did it do what you were hoping to do as far as them having that experience and then sort of was things different after that?
3: I think so. I think um, you know, we said uh, I, I told them you know what it was going to be like as much as I could, but then afterward, I was like. Now do you understand? <laughs> and they they said absolutely. It's, it's it's more we love performing for our community and we love performing at local competitions in our area. But you know to go out and and to expand the um, the performance, uh, you know uh, the people who were going to see into regional you know, outside of our state. We saw groups from I think five different states the Carolina Regional. They were like this is this is really cool. Um, and one of the the coolest things for them. Um, and I was asking you know what what was your take away what was your favorite part of the day um and a lot of them said lining up for full retreat at finals just being next to the other bands and getting to have conversation with other people and just knowing that they're you know high school kids just like they are and they're going through the same challenges and high school challenges and um and you know uh, making it real and realize how nice that they all were to each other it was really cool so that was it was neat that they, they like performing and and all that that was a really cool opportunity for them but they one of the they the biggest takeaway just for for mo- a lot of the kids was you know they really like just talking to the other other groups and breaking ranks of course at the end was a was a, a fun thing for them
0: that's wonderful. You know, I've heard that comment so many times about the, the atmosphere that the Bands of America regionals and Grand Nationals create, where everybody's rooting for each other. Um, we've all been in, in sort of local contests where that wasn't the case. So wh- how do you think that that happens? How is it that 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 concept of we're all here for each other, we're all supporting each other? How do you think that gets um, so clearly um, presented in that arena?
3: Well, I think I I'm going to brag on my um my colleagues locally for a second because um, all four of the Cary schools were there. We all made finals together. So, you know, we we have, I, I believe, a very unique situation where we're all friends, uh, four four directors. Um, we get along really well. We support each other. And um, and we that's a, a season goal for us. You know, we, we start at the beginning of the season with an exhibition performance with the four of us together. And um, and we say, look, we're going to see, the four of us are going to see a lot of each other this season in competitive settings. But this is really what it's about. Um and so getting to see the um the performances at the beginning and uh, and the kids are supporting each other and they they start to really understand the shows we're like we're excited to see them in competition I think um and that that really is kind of the same thing throughout they they see the the other performances and they're like that's really cool. You know, knowing that it's not just this mentality of I have to be better than this group is, you know, we want to be this just it's like they're doing really neat stuff they're sounding great and looking awesome and this show is a really cool idea and um and just being able to support them in that way i think is is how we you know we continue that the continue the love um and and those the finals retreats instead of the you know the cut through like we have to be better than somebody it's not that's not what it's about should that's not what it should be about
0: well it's impressive that the whole band culture there at carrie is so strong in that way and i love that the director's are so um, cognizant of that and working on that amongst them. So you're taking this this brand new band to Grand Nationals for the first time. I want to ask you, what are you most excited about, and what are you most nervous about for this upcoming week?
3: Mm. I'm, I'll say nervous first because that's on my mind as I'm going through all the logistics. Um, uh, <laughs> I, I'm nervous that we missed something. I'm nervous that we forgot something. Just like one of the, some of the logistical details that that are going to get in the way of of us just being able to, to have our best possible show. And, you know, you always worry about you know, this. You, you, put all of your, you know, all of this stock into this really important performance and you're afraid something's going to go wrong. You know, I, I, that's, that's kind of what I'm always most nervous about. You never, you never, I don't feel like you can never really exhale until the show begins. All the mics work, all the kids are there, you know? Um, so that's, it's all that kind of stuff that everybody experiences. Um, I am most excited. Honestly, I mean, obviously I'm excited for the performance, but I am really excited for to watch the kids' faces when they watch finals. <laughs> you know, when they watch those other groups, I can't wait to see them just um, getting, you know, fangirling and going crazy over the, um, the groups that they're going to see and some of the things that they're able to accomplish on the field. Um, and realizing and me reminding them, like, you can do that too. You know, they you're these, you are capable of, of doing these awesome things that you you've witnessed. So um, I'm really excited to watch their reactions to the performances that they're going to see. Well, as we
0: said before, them having that experience of seeing what's possible, seeing the very top groups in the country, that is going to be so much of a growth experience for them. You're going to come home even more hungry and excited, and I love that you're giving them that opportunity. So, Brian, congrats on the great season. You already have so much going on there at the school, so much success. I'm sure you're going to have a great, great trip. I hope it's everything you want it to be. Thank you so much. After this short sponsor message, we catch up with two directors who we spoke with earlier in the season, Mac Purdy and Grant Knox. Find out how their participation in Bands of America events impacted their programs and made their seasons more successful. After this short message from Fred J. Miller Incorporated.
1: This podcast is sponsored by FJM. Fred J. Miller Incorporated. FJM is the leader in marching arts uniform manufacturing and continues to lead the charge through groundbreaking design, superior service, and over 60 years of industry innovation. The Cesario collection of marching band uniforms is 100% machine washable, includes a limited lifetime warranty, and makes the fitting process a breeze with their adjust cuff and Adjust-A-Hem technology. Now is the perfect time to create a new image for your program. Chat with a live FJM representative or schedule your complimentary consultation today at fjminc.com roundtable. That's fjminc.com/ dot com slash roundtable. Fred J. Miller Incorporated, family owned and operated since 1960.
0: Hey everybody, it's Tim. I'm here with Mac Purdy from Pinecrest Academy of Nevada. Cadence, Mac, it's good to see you again. How are you? I'm doing well. Good to see you. Uh, thanks for having me back. Absolutely. So we loved the conversation we had with you earlier in our series here, earlier in the season. So we thought we would check back with you as things are wrapping up. For just the week of Grand Nationals. How have things gone for you and all the students there at Pinecrest?
4: Uh, we've had a great season. Um, I, I'm always amazed at, at how much these kids progress in a, in a year. Um, We're in rounding out year four marching band for our schools, and it's just every year is better than the next or the last. Um, we, we have one more competition on our schedule. We are doing the St. George Regional this coming weekend for us. Um, we did go to the Arizona Regional right out of the gate of our season. Awesome weekend. Um, that I, I, The campus is beautiful first, and it's just a great venue to just go to. Uh, but the kids had a great time. Um, we, you know, it was early in the season, so we wanted to make sure that we had enough of our show out there so that we could get good feedback and things that we can help the kids throughout the season. And we got just that. Um, The panel was amazing. I I can't say enough good things about that experience. Um, They fared very well Um, as an A-class band. We were fortunate to be a finalist and uh, the kids were just over the moon about that. Um, So, I mean, and from there, we've just built, on
0: every performance and they're just growing into just amazing young performers. So we're recording this on Thursday, November 3rd. So it is right before the last weekend of of competition before grand nationals week. So you, you're headed to one more big regional this
4: weekend. We are, we are. Um, We've been kind of making our adjustments, um, putting, you know, what we can do to our best ability for these students and put, so we end with, you know, since this will be their final show of the year, we want them to have just a positive experience this
0: weekend. So what is that like to bookend your season with a, a regional at the very beginning to sort of launch things and then want to wrap it up? I'm sure that was sort of a conscious choice.
4: It, it is a conscious choice. And well, a little both. It's the scheduling. It's what's available to us out here. Um, but, you know, choosing to go to both is a conscious decision. Uh, one, we know they're quality uh, events. So we know we're going to get, a great experience for the kids. But two, we get early comments from just really great panels, and then we get to follow up at the end of the year and kind of, like, check our progress. How do we do? Do we take these comments? Do we move in the right direction? And then ending the season, we, we can kind of have those wrap-ups of where can we go next? Like, what? I know we're finishing our season. What's our next development step for our
0: program as they see it? And then we can kind of take that information and apply it. I love it. One of your themes when we talked before was, listen, bandwriters, don't wait like you have students right in front of you. They deserve a great experience. Um, I think that that's sort of a ballsy way to do it. And that's seems to be a Mac Purdy thing. So I think that's pretty cool. But like uh, or maybe that's just a Pinecrest Academy of Nevada cadence thing. But either way, um, you know, do you have any second thoughts about that at this point in the season or in the in the arc of your time with the school?
4: Not at all. I, like it is proven to be beneficial to our kids. Um, I don't know any other way to do it. Personally, that's just how we operate. It's just there's there's no hurdle that you can't jump over. So you've just got to put yourself out there, um, and you're not going to know how to do it until you've tried to do it once and failed. So we've got to get out there. We've got to do that. So I have no regrets. I think that is the way to go for us. Um, I know that's not for everyone, and de- everyone has different circumstances, but I can tell you that our kids respond to it, um, and they appreciate the confidence in them, too, knowing that the staff has enough confidence to say, we know we're brand new, but we also know you're talented and can handle this. And so they take that on.
0: I want to talk about this just a minute more, because I think this is there's something here I really want people to catch on to, because you're willing to sort of take chances in public, you know what I mean? Like you're willing to like I like a lot of people think, okay, I'm gonna get my band to a certain level where I know I won't embarrass myself or I know they're ready or I feel like I'm ready for that level of competition. That doesn't seem to be to be the way you're thinking about this. So what would you say to someone who's hesitant, who's thinking, Oh man, I don't I don't know. Like we're talking about being really vulnerable in a very public way. So so what would you say to someone?
4: Um, it it is. It can be like if if failure is something that you really shy away from which is a normal reaction um it it can be tough but i i've learned more from failure than success so i feel like if i don't put myself in there i'm doing i'm not learning as fast as i could i'm not having my students in situations to learn as fast as they they can um again you're not going to know what thing you need to fix until you've gone through and stumbled over so I think the advice, if I was to give advice, if anybody wants it, (laughs) is try to take yourself out of the equation. Remember you're serving students, not, I mean, everyone has an ego and I get that. But to me, that is the farthest back burner of this whole process. Like, I don't put myself in front of the students for anything. I don't put my name in front of them. Like, it is student first, school first. And I'm just, I'm a supporting cast. I'm back there cheering them on. That is that is And it's, I understand that it's not for everyone, but I, I would urge them to lean into it. Don't be, don't sell yourself short because the failure, honestly, the opinion of others is going to be there whether you succeed or fail. So if you just disregard it, it really doesn't matter either way. So if you're only going to believe when they're telling you great things, and not when they're telling you negative things, but all of it's a wash. So I just kind of, that stuff's noise to me and I
0: move what's going to help my kids. I think that's really interesting. I, I think I, I responded to this personally because when I was a bandwriter, I was a bandwriter for 10 years at the beginning of my career. And like, I think I, I was one of those people that was like, okay, i i just don't think I'm ready for that venue. You know, and, and I think back on it now, I think it's all a I think it's all about how you prepare your students and your band family for the event. Because I have seen bands show up at Bands of America events and they're not sort of prepared for what it's going to be. And they have a really bad experience. So I think you have to sort of set them up like, okay, listen, everybody, the scoring system, the numbers are going to be different than what we're used to. And the venue is different. And this is a first time and we may not have the outcome. I think if you set up your band parents and your students for where you're headed, I think that's part of the game. I'm sure that's something you've been doing.
4: Yeah. The education process for these is not just what do what we do in the classroom? How do you play this? It is also how do you handle these new situations? You're in a much larger arena. What is that going to feel like? What is that going to look like? What is that going to sound like? Um, for parents, the logistics side of it, you know, we're going to different areas. You may not know where your child is 100% of the time for the day, but just trust in our process, trust what we're doing. Uh, and we'll get you through that. I tell my kids and parents, plan on nothing going right and that way we can always adjust to the situation like i mean every time like, and so when we arrive at events and warm-up has changed or uh you know the timeline has changed they're not stressed by it because i told them nothing will go right just plan for that and when it does go right oh, okay great we're moving forward
0: Right, and then you're setting them up for life because that's how life is, everybody. You know what I mean? Like you, you get up every day and there's a surprise. Okay, well, I can either be really upset or I can just roll with it, figure it out, and go, right? Make it work. Um, I love there's, that.
4: There's, there's, there's no solution in, in the feelings about it. It's, it's all about here's the problem. How do we move forward and find the
0: solutions? Yeah, I love that. So I feel like every year I was teaching, by the time I got to this point at the end, I sort of, there was like a lesson I learned that year, or there was something that the kids experienced that year that was unique. Did you have you had something like that where you're looking at this season, these students, this show, and you're here, you're here at the end and you're like, okay, there's, there's my thing, my takeaway. What would do you have one this year?
4: Yeah, our, our takeaway is, is that our program's growing and we need a few more systems in place to handle that growth. Um, we know where we're headed, so we know that we need to get certain procedures, whereas before, when I only had a handful of students, certain procedures could be just word of mouth, you know, okay, they told me this, but now it's like, I need paperwork, I need this timeline, I need to know where things are, because things just so we don't drop anything. Um, And just the organization side of it has been a big um, adjustment this year. And that was kind of the plan for this year as well. As a staff, we look at what is our goal for this year, for the students? And then what is our goal for the organization? And so we, this year's goal was to put a lot of design pieces in place, um, a lot of process for our organization in place, um, because we know the growth is coming. And how do we um, develop that into a growing system throughout? And I think that we have accomplished that pretty well. We found where we had some um, things that we weren't aware of that kind of dropped that we need to adjust. But we also know where we're needing to move
0: forward for the future too. I love it. Well, good luck. Um, I'm, like I said, I'm talking to you the day before you're the big St. George regional. So good luck there. I hope the Pine Coast Academy of Nevada cadence has a fantastic performance. Everybody that's going to be watching or it's going to be there live watch for the band. Um, Mac, I'm sure it's going to go great. Um, anything you want to say before we go?
4: No, I just, I do want to appreciate, I appreciate you having me on to give me the opportunity to discuss our program uh, being a West coast band in a uh in the Bands of America world is there's not a lot of us so we're trying to like get more people out here involved which I will say at our uh the St. George regional we have four more schools from our city joining us this time um and it's we're excited we're glad to bring some more Nevada into these regionals and kind of get us involved so um thank you for the opportunity and I look forward to uh, Speaking with you again in the future, maybe.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Good luck to all those Nevada schools. Everybody watch for those. Cheer them all on. Matt, good luck to you and your students. Hope you have a great end of the season. Thank you. Appreciate it.
5: My name is Grant Knox, and I am the director of bands at Cienega High School in Vail, Arizona.
0: Grant, it's great to talk to you again. Um, we love talking to you all the way back on Episode 1. You started the season, and then I got to talk to your students, some of your students, on Episode 3. Everybody, if you didn't catch that conversation, I loved it. Go back to B- uh, BOA Today, Episode 3, for this season in 2022. Grant, um, we're talking now at the end of the season. I'd like to sort of go back, check in with people we've talked to earlier. So how has the season gone overall?
5: Yeah, it's been a great year. I feel like the energy has been different this year um, due to our BOA experience I feel like the students have handled the challenges both on the field and off the field, the demands that we've asked them as an instructional staff Um, have really thrived based off of that kind of big big band experience, that big landscape, that big um, platform experience that we began our season with. So it's been an awesome year. We've had some success on our local circuit, um, not just in the score sheets, but um, through the kids' mindset. Um, They've approached each show locally um, with a greater sense of professionalism. And I could not be prouder of how things have been and, and how our students have carried themselves.
0: So, I know you mentioned that you started the season with this big BOA regional show, which I know sort of set the tone for the season. Are there other things that happened that were different this year that brought on that more professional tone?
5: Yeah, so we're in a unique situation in that we have a two week fall break uh, due to our modified year round calendar, um, which happens to fall, unfortunately during the middle of marching band season and so just after our boa experience we had one week of school and then we went on a two-week fall break and so we weren't sure coming back from that how we would be as far as uh the show um and then also just getting back into the flow of marching band um it's it's definitely a a skill and activity that you have to continue to apply every day through continuous rehearsal repeated rehearsal um and that suggests that you will improve but the kids came back really great from that, and I think, as I mentioned before, I think a lot of that was a to that preparation they did back in July and August to prepare for the BOA show. So as I said before, some of the shows that maybe our students did not respond super well with as far as performance anxiety – um, or what other elements that might have caused the students to not be super confident going into, I feel like they've handled with a great measure of confidence due to that starting the show off, starting the year off with a, with a huge show.
0: That's very cool. So you think starting with that big venue, them having to sort of be bold and have this big, big experience early on, made everything else seem um, simpler? In a way,
5: yeah, absolutely, and it's been really cool to see them um, at our football games. We typically we've had a, quite a few away games recently, um, and at those football games, we'll co visit with the uh, visiting Marching Man or uh, with the other Marching Man, and the kids will get to meet and greet with the, with the band. We'll play a game, all that fun stuff, and it really uh, celebrates some of the best uh, camaraderie of uh, the Marching Man activity. And so, uh, I've gotten to chat with some of the directors, and the kids have shared the same sentiment in that. Um, the experience from BOA it really set them up for something that they didn't expect, but also you can just see the confidence in their in their um, the way they approach this activity, socially, but also on the field. And they've been really really awesome about sharing that experience with those peers and talking about how awesome it was. Uh, not from a, uh, a lack of humility standpoint, but just kind of this is something that we get did that was really cool, and this is how we got here today. So.
0: That's neat. So how, do, how are you going to build on this going into next year? I mean, maybe it's not fair to ask you that yet as you're just getting to the end of the season, but sometimes you're thinking ahead. Um, do you have any idea how you're going to go, take this sort of success and growth of your band program on in the future?
5: Yeah, so I think this was perfect timing as the, the pandemic we're really kind of coming out of. And so I've seen I've take, taken special note and paid more attention to my freshman class, specifically how they're developing, how they're taking on the challenges. Of this activity, and they've been rock stars. And I think a lot of that is attributed to their first show of their high school career being uh, this landmark, first ever BOA experience, uh, first show, BOA show of the year um, nationwide, September 17th weekend. And so the professionalism that they've carried themselves with and the maturity in which not just off the field, but on the field, whether that's visually or musically, that again, they're just, they've just taken the demands of what we've asked, uh, whether it's specific uh, musicality, nuanced musicality, or um, defining the technique, be it straight leg, uh, bent leg, whatever choreography that we've asked them to do, they've taken that head on and they've, they now see this as that's the way this is marching band. Whereas before They had seniors, juniors, even sophomores telling them that this is a really big deal that we're going to this BOA event. And I think having the freshman class know that this is kind of the standard now uh, to perform on such big platforms, big stages, um, and do it with a great level of confidence. That's the expectation. I think we're going to be even better heading into next year um, from a confidence standpoint. And that way the performers will be able to uh, further master their artistry and be able to express themselves in a more confident and secure way
0: yeah I love that I think it's really cool it What's interesting too also that those young students um, I think a lot of people have been very concerned of what was lost during those those couple of years when we didn't have regular band classes a lot of times or or there just wasn't a normal band experience shall we say so I'm excited to hear that you feel like some of your youngest students came out of that um, in really good shape
5: yeah, absolutely, and we've had some conversations about that in my first period concert band, which is my freshman band, and it's really been really awesome to hear their perspectives. Uh, a lot of their peers did not continue with band in high school due to some of those musical experiences or lack thereof in middle school, um, but to see them come out of it stronger and again, have that normal high school marching band experience that we value as educators giving to our students, the social aspect of it, yeah. the traveling aspect of it, Getting to give that experience to them as their first experience in high school, given that so much, much of their middle school experience was jaded by the pandemic, was really an awesome thing. And I think they've been super grateful for
0: it. Um, and they've showed that appreciation through their high performance quality. Yeah, it's cool. Sort of they've risen to the occasion um, now yeah. that we're back to being able to do it. That's very cool. I want to go rewind to one more thing you said earlier. You talked about having this two-week break in the middle of your season. I think you're not the only person out there that has to contend with this huge disruption. You said that your students came back from that really successfully. So can you share with us, were there any specific things that you did to try to set that up? Was there something you asked them to do during the break? Like, how did you deal with that that made that work well for you?
5: Yeah, I think we focused early season due to that early show, September 17th. I think we focused a lot on the importance of retention and the idea that it's not just important for the students to learn the material in rehearsal and exhibit it in a high quality, but you have to come back tomorrow with that material being just as good as your last rep from the day before. And I think they've taken that really head on. And that's something that I've been extremely proud of. I haven't had a group that's been... This being able to retain information at this high quality, especially given that this is again just my third year here in the program and second year of Marching Man, and so even for my seniors, they're still learning some of the nuances of our musical approach, our pedagogical approach, uh, our visual approach as well. Yeah. But for them to retain at such a high level, and again, I think a lot of that was was I won't say pressure, but reinforced by that early season show. Um, it helped us coming out of that fall break knowing that that first rep after fall break it was going to be just as good as the last rep before fall break and i was really really proud of that impressed at how how well they came back after that
0: That's great you set up that expectation that they would come back like that, and they did it. That's very cool. The other thing I love that you said, Grant, was that it was the student's responsibility to retain. You know, I think I've worked with some programs where it seems like the instructors are doing all the work. And I love that you just described something where it was the student's responsibility to do that work, to have that responsibility of retaining. Um, That clearly paid off.
5: Yeah, I wish I could say that was something that – has always been that way. But I think as educators, we're always learning, as you well know. Um, and that was something that last year due to COVID, you know, I had kids missing rehearsal left and right, just like every band in the country last year, missing rehearsal due to COVID, um, either exposure or actual having COVID. Um, and so that taught me a lot about, um, the proper boundaries that we need to keep as educators as far as yes, we need to go back and reteach material, um, To all to all those students, but there comes a line that we have to draw for the students to be accountable for that material, even if they're not absent, even if they're not present. Um, And that's something that I feel like I've had a better scope on um, and having that and handling that with care and compassion, but also not setting the whole group back just because we've had two or three people missing rehearsal and they didn't catch the drill.
0: So Yeah, there's another silver lining, right? Like they realize they have to be responsible to catch up and stay caught up, even if they have to be gone. We learn through those disruptions. I love that. It's, a, it's another great thing that you have going with your program. Graham, I'm so yeah. impressed with you, what you have going on with your students. You're doing such a great job for them. I love the idea that this early season, big-time BOA regional performance really paid off for your program in, in getting the students moving fast, learning, retaining, and then launching the whole season. Um, I think that's a great story, and I appreciate you, you know, talking to me, uh, to me about that one more time today. Yeah,
5: and it's been so cool to see, especially um, through these conversations, to pay attention to the BOA landscape as it's progressed throughout the season. You know, bands are are pushing towards Grand Nationals right now. It's been really awesome to see the score recaps, especially from bands where I have close friends Um, A few shout outs are Murray High School, um, Tim Zeiss, and uh, close buddy of mine, Hunter Carter, um, preparing for Grand Nationals in Kentucky, um, traveling to Indiana, Indiana, um, as well as uh, Campo Verde High School in uh, Gilbert, Arizona. also going to their first BOA show in Flagstaff on October 1st and placing really well, making finals. Um, So uh, Matt Kozak up there has a really great program going, um, beautiful show this year. And so just getting to see the BOA spirit, again, beyond just the show that we participated in and having my kids celebrate in that as well. You know, as great as some of the flagship programs in the country are, uh, the Broken Arrows, the Avons, you know, kids can see special programs that are close to home, Um, And I'm really glad to be a part of a growing band landscape here in Arizona. Um, that's getting better and celebrating kind of the beautiful pageantry of the arts. Um, And that's been through collaborations with Bands of America.
0: I love it. Well, wonderful job. You're doing a great job with your students. Thank you again for talking to me. Everybody go back and hear the other interviews on episode one and three with uh, folks from Cienega. Grant, thanks for talking to me again. Thank you. Don't miss our podcast next week as we present our popular Bands of America Grand Nationals Wrap-Up. I'll be talking with four members of the team at TX Bands, reviewing highlights of all the performances in indie at Grand Nationals. Don't miss it.
1: Watch for BOA today, every Wednesday this season, from the Marching Roundtable. We take you behind the scenes and up close to the great performances, interesting stories, and fascinating people that make Bands of America so exciting. If you have a story about your band family that you would like us to share, please contact Tim via email at tim at marchingroundtable.com or fill out the contact form at marchingroundtable.com and watch for the fun, fast-paced video version of BOA today presented by FJM. There's a new episode every Wednesday where we talk about the highlights from the previous weekend, bands that everyone is talking about, stories we're working on for upcoming podcasts, and what to watch for next weekend at Bands of America Regionals. You can find the video version of BOA today on the Marching Roundtable YouTube channel. There's a link to the video version where this podcast is located at the Marching Roundtable, or just search for Marching Roundtable on YouTube. Thanks again to the sponsor of this podcast series, Fred J. Miller, Incorporated, Found at fjminc.com slash roundtable. That's FJM i-n-c com slash roundtable thanks so much for listening
0: marching arts education and the marching roundtable are proud strategic partners of music for all the bands of america championships presented by yamaha are a program of music for all music for all's mission is to create provide and expand positively life-changing experiences through music for all For more resources for educators and boosters, please visit advocacy.musicforall.org.